We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Should I have asked flat out, are you ruling out a run for president? I just don't, I don't know. I go back and forth on stuff like that. I didn't do it when he was running, um... Uh, for governor, I didn't put him on the spot, and I don't want to necessarily. I mean, it's obvious he's running, right? It's obviously he's, or obviously he's considering running. So, what good does it do for me to say, "Hey, will you rule out a run for president?" Because anybody who's spent five minutes thinking about it, and clearly he has spent more than five minutes thinking about it, is going to say, "You know what, John? I'm just focused on Virginia right now." So you're not going to rule it out. I'm focused on Virginia right now. Do you have another question? I mean, you know, so. I thought it was an interesting interview. I'm going to go back and listen to it after the show and, and uh, critique myself and try to figure out what I should have done differently. But uh, I get another shot at, uh, at this by talking to the former governor of Virginia, former ambassador to Europe under President Trump, uh, Jim Gilmore. Did you, were you listening to the radio a couple of minutes ago? Did you hear the interview with Governor Yonkin? Good morning. Don't say shot when you say shot. Another shot. At right. Uh, okay. But, but uh, yeah, yes, I was listening to the governor. I thought he, he did well. I thought he explained his position precisely and affirmatively. And uh, so, you know, he, clearly his issue in Virginia is education. And he's explained it not only in Virginia, but to a national audience. So I congratulate him. Yeah. I mean, you ran for president a couple of times. I did. Uh, yeah. What What do you think? I mean, from a from a practical standpoint... If he was going to get into this, it's got to be pretty soon, right? You know, certainly by the fall, before we have our statewide elections. Or does he get somebody to start a, a draft Glenn Youngkin campaign and he steps back from it? Or what, how do you think that would work, just in a practical sense? Well, you know, practically, he doesn't have to worry about financing. He's got his own uh, money, at least to get Good started point. on a presidential campaign if he wants to do it. Right. Uh, and I think his message is right that he told you this morning on the radio, which is his focus is Virginia and his focus is on education in Virginia. And I think that's a duality to this. Uh, he has to uh, continue to focus on Virginia issues because he's the Virginia governor. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's governor of Virginia. And if he wants to run nationally, he gets to do that. Uh, it's hard to do both at the same time, but I think he's going to handle it pretty deftly. Mm-hmm. Let me switch up before we go to Russia-Ukraine with the news there. Um Mm-hmm. Can I ask you about the the Biden budget? You probably heard me talking about my frustration about the idea that we're going to tax corporations and wealthy people at a higher rate, presumably not kill the goose that laid the golden egg, but certainly strangle it a little bit. <laughs> do, do you have a reaction to this Biden budget, and how should Republicans handle it uh, in D.C.? 
Well, it's a, it's a lot of money, and it continues to fuel inflation, and that's my first reaction. I think mm-hmm. that people just need to understand that when President Biden, when, once he took office, he's been spending trillions and trillions of dollars uh, politically and in every other way, and it just keeps adding to inflation. So you can't have it both ways. You can't throw a lot of money into the economy and at the same time say you're going to stop inflation. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I think that his uh, tax proposals are alarming. Uh, because it represents a socialist point of view. It means that uh, you can work all your life and gain things, and then the government's just going to come in and steal it. Uh, and so that destroys incentive. It destroys the willingness to go out there and make the sacrifices to achieve, which not only has an individual benefit, but a societal benefit. And I I think the socialists just don't understand that. Uh, and that's the battle that goes on here in America. Yeah. Any any advice for Republicans who are trying to uh, outsmart Joe Biden on this and and keep the press from sabotaging them? Well, no, you can't stop the press. I think the press also is a socialist instrument, and they are going to have their their message. And you just have to use as many vehicles as you can in order to counter argument. But the counter argument is that we want to incentivize people to work hard, succeed, take advantage of opportunities, make money save money, invest money. Uh, the idea that you're going to tax away investments, uh, you know, if, if people make them, means people won't make investments, and that means the economy can't grow. I think that's bad, bad policy, and, you know, the Socialist Party in this country ought not to be doing that. Yeah, maybe Republicans need to do just Econ 101 with all of their speeches. You know, not to insult voters, but to just sound very reasonable and go back to the basics that I don't think people understand about economics, about business. I mean, maybe that's the solution here is to educate. Well, it's a pretty boring subject, you know. It's a pretty it boring subject. But at the same time, you, people are going to understand it when their nest egg they've been working for all their lives is all of a sudden being taxed away. Yeah. Then they'll get the point. Did you see this um, breaking story from the New York Times about um, Saudi Arabia and Iran announcing today that they're formally going to reestablish uh connections with each other um that was a little surprising to me maybe i missed the build-up to that do you have a reaction to that well i didn't did not see it that would surprise me uh because i think that uh, the the saudis are determined to not be dominated by iran and i think iran is determined to get a nuclear weapon and the israelis of course play very prominently in this issue so i think this is something that just has to be watched mm-hmm. i think that uh oh, Relations is probably a good thing because it means that we're not likely to have as much risk of war in the Middle East. Uh, once again, I think this may be in the hands of the Israelis who feel definitely threatened by Iran. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's switch over to our normal conversation about Russia, Ukraine, and the war now heading into year number two. And it seems like in the last week since you and I talked, Russia has ramped up their uh, aggressive attacks against Ukraine after a I wouldn't say a pause, but they've become more aggressive just in the last seven days. Is that accurate? It is, because they use the new hypersonic weapons against uh, Ukrainian cities. Uh, Look, the bottom line is, I don't know what Russia thinks they're doing here. Uh, All they're really doing is increasing the resolution of the Ukrainian people to resist the Russians and to dislike the Russians and hate the Russians for all their murderous activity. I don't know how that furthers Russian interests, frankly. Uh, It just looks like violence for violence's sake at this point. Now, it is true that the Russians are determined to win. They're basically determined to exterminate the uh, Ukrainian nation. 
and you know what I've been saying. And I, I spoke to the Brandonville Rotary yesterday. I spoke to Williamsburg Rotary last week. My message is clear, uh, and that message is the war is here. The war is here in America. Uh, you have, uh, of course, war on the battlefield in Europe, and that's very distant, and people don't think about that very much because it's not here. But the support of the Ukrainians is under attack. It's under attack in this country, and if the Americans can can grow tired and stop supporting them, then they will lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's exactly what the Russians are counting on, and that, that anti-message is uh, being uh, fomented here in this country, and it's intended to make Americans tired, and not willing to support. And then, of course, the entire world situation shifts. If you have a conquest by aggression and atrocity, that becomes the rule of the day. I think it triggers what goes on in the Pacific with China. And then at that point, we're really in it. And my goal here is to avert that and to stop this war uh, by standing with the Ukrainians and not letting the Russians prevail. Do you think because I'm seeing more and more uh, conversations on the Internet, not not from just random people, but from people who seem to be informed, that the Russians are going around in Europe trying to broker some sort of deal to end this. I mean, i got to believe that it doesn't really end it, that you know maybe there's a pause in Russian aggression for a period of time, and then they decide to do something else that's that's really provocative and damaging. But do you think that there is a behind-the-scenes effort here to get the Ukrainians to surrender something, or are they going for broke? We're taking your whole country here. They're going for broke. Uh, the uh, the effort to create some sort of negotiation or pause is an effort uh, to weaken the Western resolve uh, and to weaken American resolve. Uh, and again, my, my message to your listeners is that this is a tough situation that we did not start, that the Ukrainians did not start that this is an effort for Russian conquest and uh, Russian conquest, which means an intimidation of all of Europe. And, you know, my message is this is this matters to America, not just to Ukraine, but to America, because if uh, the United States uh, loses uh, the friendship of uh, Europe because of Russian dominance militarily, and then the Pacific goes haywire, uh, that is an existential danger to the United States. Uh, the, the people in, that I'm that are talking, talking to through your radio show are in danger if this thing continues to succeed, and this is our opportunity to stop it right now. What do you do if we get into 2024 with the congressional elections and the presidential race, and this is a real point of contention within the Republican Party and then on the, on the national uh, debate stage? What, what, well, I welcome it. Do you? Yeah, I welcome it. I think this is an opportunity to make the case. I think this is a chance to, if there are Republicans out there in my party that want to become isolationist, it's an opportunity for people like me to make the case that this, that's extremely short-sighted and dangerous. Look, I'm not thrilled about the idea of, of uh, any kind of financial or other support within a war. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once again, this is in the American national interest. Uh, you have to worry about the control of Europe. You have to worry about the intimidation of Europe. You have to worry about triggering something in the Pacific. Uh, and, you know, we can't live in a world that we allow uh, Asia and Europe uh, and the rest of the world to become uh, dominated by authoritarian tyrannies. Uh, we've been through this before. We've understood this before. America's never going to be able to live in that world. 
And they can't live in ours, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, liberty is something that's in the heart of every human being, including the Russian and Chinese people. And they believe that they have to create a tyranny situation in as much of the world as they can. In order, and ultimately, of course, they they really have got to reduce some uh, democratic values and democratic systems across the world. This is big picture stuff, and I'm asking people to look ahead—not yeah. just next month or next year, but next ten years or next fifty years. In the end, we we have to stand for what's right, and we have to stand for our own freedoms as well as the freedoms of other people. You know, last week I was up at CPAC in um, in Maryland in, in Washington D.C. <laughs> And President Trump gave a speech in which he said, I could end this thing in a day. I know what to say to get this to end. And I thought, oh, well, is anybody going to ask him what the magic words are? Uh, you were his ambassador to Europe. Do you have any idea what he was talking about or what what n- negotiation he might enter into that, or action he could take that would stop this? Well, when I was the ambassador working in the Trump administration, nobody ever pushed back on me when I was standing up for American strength and American values. Mm-hmm. What I was sending the message in Vienna and including to our Russian colleagues who were there was, uh, look, just uh, calm down. Don't do this. America is resolute to standing for our own security and the security of our allies. Right. And I thought that message was listened to. Uh, as for what President Trump is doing, I think he's riffing. Uh, he has a tendency to do that, he, to get off and just start, uh, you know, riffing. Uh, but uh, I can tell you this, uh, uh, I certainly don't think that we ought to be uh, selling out the Ukrainians. Listen, I always appreciate the chance to talk to you. You know, I'm hoping I'm going to get a chance to talk to, to Donald Trump. If he's back in this race and he says he is, then I, I hope he'll do the regional media tour. Maybe that could be one of the questions I ask him is, what What would you do? What are the magic words? I'd be curious to well, I think explore you make, that. Yeah, if you make the request, he'll probably come on. He's, he loves to come on radio and talk to people. And, you know, he can explain himself. Uh, you know, I'm certainly not going to be supportive of a uh, – isolationist position i've made that crystal clear right now i right. still think i'm in the majority position and i'm ready i'm ready to debate people about yeah. it jim gilmore the former governor of virginia the ambassador to europe under president trump i've always appreciated chance to talk to you thank you thank you john t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.